on Triple M Mining HQ. Hello and welcome to your Friday edition of Mining HQ. I'm Pablo Miller and coming up on today's edition, we're going to be chatting to RTO manager Linda Holmes from Bright Group. Plus, Chris LaMessia, he joins me right now. We're going to talk about the big news headlines from around the mining industry this week. Good morning, Chris. Hello, morning to you. We're talking about big money this morning. Yeah, well, this has been news throughout the week. Uh, Mining giants pour money into legacy projects in WA. Well, it makes the WA government look very good. They've launched a state-first resources community investment. It's an initiative. And actually, it's going to facilitate investment in iconic state infrastructure projects, as well as community and social initiatives. Established with the big players, founding partners, Rio, BHP, Hancock Prospecting, Roy Hill, Atlas Iron, Woodside Energy, Chevron, and mineral resources. The initiative provides a state government-backed platform for direct contribution to iconic infrastructure and social projects in the WA community. And it's aimed at making the state a better place to live for generations. Now, here's the figures. The initial commitments total overall, $750 million. Oh, that's sorry. That's just from Rio Tinto. $250 million from BHP, Hancock Prospecting, Roy Hill and Atlas Iron, 100 mil, Woodside Energy, 50 mil, Chevron Australia, 50, and Mineral Resources, 50. So each company will decide the projects they wish to nominate for funding for individual agreements and will be established with agreed milestones. Some big numbers there indeed. Uh, now, Pilbara Iron, suitable for low-carbon steel? Yeah, look, this is really great. It just shows the transition for the future. So Rio Tinto, they have proven the effectiveness of its low-carbon iron-making process called CRESS from its mines in Australia, from a small-scale plant of all places. This is out of Germany. Now, the miner is now planning the development of a larger-scale pilot plant to further assess its potential to help decarbonise the steel value chain. Now, the process is known as bio-iron, and it uses raw biomass. That's instead of metallurgical coal as a redundant and microwave energy to convert Pilbara iron ore to metallic iron in the steel-making process. Bio-iron has the potential to support near-zero CO2 steelmaking and can result in net, net negative emissions if linked with carbon capture and storage. Some good news. Now, lightning strikes on the ASX. Yes, play on words. Lightning Minerals has commenced trading on the ASX following strong interest in the initial public offering of about $40 million. The company has raised $7 million to conduct exploration activities for critical minerals and lithium at its fully-owned flagship Dundas project, as well as Mount Jewel, Mount Barty, and Mailman Hill project in our state. The Dundas region is currently experiencing a significant amount of exploration across multiple commodities, including lithium, PGEs, nickel, REOs, copper and gold. And the Dundas project is located near Norseman and consists of eight tenements, totaling 454 square kilometres. It's a big space. Uh, Now, Aussie women dominate WAIM 100 list. Yeah, it's looking good. Australian entrants, they have dominated, as you say, the 2022 edition. And it comes from a book they put together. It celebrates 100 women from around the world who go above and beyond above and beyond, I should say, and contribute to much of the industry. As a result, they turned out to be role models for everyone. In 2022, Women in Mining UK received 915 nominations for 491 women from 61 countries. 
now the 100 women who have been selected in the 2022 edition, a tangible proof that the mining industry and all people impacts, they're much better off because women consistently go above and beyond. And some people say they're better truck drivers, Pablo, but we won't get into that. Um, Good luck to the Aussie women leading the way. Now, Chris, your work is done and dusted for the week. What's in store for next week's shows? Pablo, a few people want to say g'day to you. There they were at the vertical events, RIU Resurgence Conference. They kept saying, can I say hello, Pablo? I said, yeah, sure, you can do that. (laughs) So we're going to hear from some of those companies. Obviously, they could be the next big thing, the young uh, junior explorers. So we'll hear some of their stories. Oh, plus the CEO from CME, Rebecca Tomkinson. She'll be on the show for the first time. So, yeah, look forward to that and more. That and a whole lot more next week right here on Mine and HQ. Enjoy the weekend. Have a great one. Bye. The following interview on Mining HQ is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available. Today, we're catching up with Linda Holmes from Bright Group and all part of the Bright Education. Linda, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. And tell us a little bit about Bright Education and some of the courses that you offer. So we, we currently deliver nationally accredited courses in basic, intermediate, advanced scaffolding, working at heights, so a lot of the high-risk courses. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also redesigned the training facility um, with equipment in preparation for dogging and rigging as well. So that's coming on, so that's pretty exciting. Absolutely. Now, I know that you've been working as the RTO manager for Bright Group for the last four weeks. What makes Bright Education different from other training centres delivering these high-risk courses? Look, I think the main difference between Bright and other RTOs is the, the length of time that Bright offers um, as regard to the, the training program. So we deliver programs over a longer period of time um, that offer a better training experience. And we, we think that this prepares them better and, and more thorough for the industry, um, gives them a better set of skills and knowledge. And it's a huge benefit to them and both the employers and clients on site. So what does Bright Education have in regards to using tech and and innovation? Well, in this space, so much has happened over the last four weeks. We've incorporated e-learning resources for all the courses um, so that learners can review these at home and research in their own way before coming to the course to better prepare them um, for their studies. We've also got massive large screen displays in the workshop that show videos and other resources to provide interest, um, practicals, Um, and about reinforcing. It's about reinforcing instruction provided by the trainers. So the learners use iPads to complete workplace documentation throughout the course as well. So there's a lot of technology that's being used. If you want to find out more, you can head to the main website at brightgroup.com and then if you want the education, just put forward slash education. All the info is on there. Uh, Linda, appreciate your time today on Modern HQ. Thanks very much. Glad to talk to you. Bye. For the very latest mining news in WA, stream the Mining HQ podcast. Available now on the Listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R.